book five chapter twenty of the spy company a story of the mexican war by archibald clavering gunter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by john brandon book five beyond the rio grande chapter twenty carmelita's return with this the rangers lining the wall near them yell with laughter even as they fight and one cries wah did the greasers up with our own medicine and another shouts she's clean grit sharp yes i i hope i am answers estrella radiant in the thought that she has saved if but for a moment the existence of the man she loves adding to the inquiring and astounded faces turned to her i'm sharp hampton's girl i journeyed all the way from san antonio to tell him not to throw away his life in the seclusion of a cactus-screened embrasure she holds up her lips for his caress though his hungry eyes never leave her the captain makes no move to take her to his heart but whispers in a dazed yet moody way you here yes here to tell you to to live for my sake impossible a horror is on the texan's face don't you understand he shudders don't you know girl i've killed your father your father's blood is between us and would turn from her to give some orders but she answers no father's blood you thought you killed my father when it was only a vile wretch impersonating him the shooting down of those villains was as great a kindness as man ever did for woman not your father sharp passes his hand in a dazed way over his face and mutters impossible impossible would a daughter's lips salute her father's slayer cries estrella and bashfully yet tenderly kisses the doubt from her lover's face then the pent-up passion of his long despair breaks out in charpampton in a hungry crazy way his arms go round his sweetheart as he listens to her hurried yet wondrous tale at its close he whispers thank god you've made me want to live and gives his kisses so ardent that they reward the girl who is half swooning on his breast for all the dangers and troubles of her long journey from san antonio at a distance the fire of battle had illumined his features but now close to him estrella sees what this man must have suffered and her heart goes out to him even more she nestles to him and even with the bullets smiting the wall against which they lean the two go into a short blissful love dream but now some hasty orders from the bravo call hampton to active combat with a hasty fervid clasp he shudders my own those devils of gorillas will butcher you as well as us if they break in and springs from her to do desperate battle for her safety against constantly increasing odds for more troops of mexican cavalry have come and they now charge up to the ruined gate hoping to press in by very force of numbers but the texans coolly waiting till the rancheros get within revolver range 
opens such a fire on the assaulting horsemen that their bodies are piled up around the convent entrance and riderless steeds run everywhere about the plaza so the battle goes on but now the texans under the hot sun suffer for want of water and the irishman coming up touches his hat and says have ye any spirits left cap'n langdon's wounded so he's fainting spirits cries estrella floritos give me two men to go with me i can get spirits and water also asked hampton eagerly yes i think so tell two men to go with me she runs off followed by two rangers through the little chapel and long passageways and coming into the big mud-floored room of the woman's convent finds to her joy a couple of bottles of aguariente in the saddle-bags of the showman and four or five pails of water that had been brought in for the cooking likewise some frijoles and tisajo with these she returns and begins to minister to the rangers begging hampton to have the wounded carried into the little chapel where she attends them pouring spirits down their fainting lips and giving them the attention and care that women give when men most need it now the talk is through the command even as they fight on the sharp hampton's girl the one he had been crazy for and wished to die for has come to him looking on their leader's face they know he wants to live he becomes the rara avis of the company the only one who cares very much for life a haggard frontiersman voices this between rifle shots i'm glad sharp's changed his mind about getting rubbed out but by hell i ain't my wife and daughter are still comanche squaws this idea seems now to affect the texan captain more mexican reinforcements arriving he mutters to estrella who despite his orders has crawled to his side on the firing line god girl you shouldn't have come here you make coward thoughts i get to thinking only how to save you but i can't leave my wounded to be butchered here yes fight it out sharp fight it out she whispers i loved you because you were a brave man i wouldn't love you if you were a coward looking at the girl the texan ranger's face though at times it has a wild light of happiness at others is covered with unutterable despair to her he once mutters i don't think we can get away we have only fifteen unwounded men now and the cursed greasers are bringing up more troops from that valley were i alone i wouldn't mind but you besides the cartridges are getting low again we have had to use so many to keep them from firing that field piece and they're bringing up another one when that comes if i don't stop its discharge why i reckon we're gone about this time there were wild cries from the mexicans another field piece is being wheeled into the plaza under the slackening texan fire then suddenly estrella who is looking on from as safe an embrasure as can be found comes to him and whispers my god sharp you mean to do it yes i've got to dear i'm going out to kill those gunners with revolver shots it's the only thing revolver shots at arm's length sicken em then there'll be no more gunners to fire the piece 
but she has got hold of him and is imploring him for god's sake give yourself one chance don't die before my very eyes think how i came to save you don't go then has suddenly screamed he's gone for you for the little bravo has taken two hasty puffs of his cigarette and tossed it away muttering reckon it's my last one and with two big revolvers in his hands has run into the plaza and is shooting down the mexican gunners just as they are unlimbering the piece but he is not protected by a flag of truce and though he comes staggering in he falls dying at the feet of hampton as estrella cries why did you do it to her he answers why sharp looks so cursed happy i thought i'd die instead of him then whispers a cigarette please but after a puff or two his blood chokes him he coughs and opening his arms as if he were taking some loved form into them mutters mother turns his face away and goes to heaven estrella is sure he goes to heaven as she sobs over the dead she whispers sharp that boy's death is not in vain i hear something coming down the trail coming down horses hooves women's senses are sometimes more acute than men's the texan captain listens and says i hear nothing and yet i have good ears upon the trail next abruptly cries boys there's horses hooves lots of em down the trail from the north they can't be anything but our troops never mind if you shoot your last cartridges now give it to the greasers every chance you get listening his men hear also the sound of hoofs many of them at full gallop coming down the trail the mexican outposts are being drawn in they are preparing to ride away estrella gazing at them gives a gasp of horror apparently in revenge for their defeat they drag out little florito from the church put him in front of the wall and a firing party sends the traitor to his last account one of the rangers jeers the little greaser has got his pay from both sides now as the head of an american cavalry column enters the plaza there is a cry may's dragoons and right at estrella's side a man remarks and headin'em is wild harry and that dancing girl who were spyin for the captain all last month but miss godfrey is too happy now to have aught in her but kindness for one she thinks her sister and who has once more saved the life of the man she loves she looks on without a jealous pang as carmelita riding into the convent garden calls almost hysterically to the texan captain dio sharp saved your life again didn't i wah how we rid chuckles harry who is beside her lucky worth has taken the loma and bishop's palace so the cavalry can be let off for this job a shout of triumph from the texans announces they have heard this news also from some troopers of the relieving force the rest having gone in pursuit of the mexicans then mr love nodding towards carmelita mutters to estrella she told me about yer jingo you're gritty looks as if you'd made sharp fight pretty hard to keep his life this trip he glances at the scene of combat during this the colonel of the relieving force recalls his squadrons 
remarking significantly, Hampton, you've sickened them a fighting for today. He points across the plaza towards the shambles around the deserted field pieces. Here, a young lieutenant returning with his recalled troop of cavalry, coming up, says, Thank God, Hampton, I've overtaken you at last. Here's a letter Miss Godfrey charged me to give to you. Then Pelham, gazing astonished at Estrella, mutters, How did you do it? Fortunately, she got here ahead of her missive. Otherwise, reckon I'd gone under with many of my boys, sighs Hampton, looking at his skeleton troop. He is not mounted, though a fresh horse has been brought up to him. He stands rather holding on the pommel of the saddle. During these brief moments, Miss Godfrey has twice had Carmelita's name upon her lips, adding to it that of sister, but the other has always turned her head from her as if ashamed. At Pelham's mention of correspondence, an expression of humiliated misery runs over the dancing girl's vivacious features. Her face grows pale as the Texans, before whom her horse is standing. To him she desperately mutters, Sharp, here's your correspondence, and pulling from her breast a package of letters, stained and dirty, from Long Mountain Travel, hands them to the astonished captain. From whom? he asks. They are addressed to him in a feminine hand that he has never seen before. But Miss Godfrey cries, from me my letters yes kept from you sharp by me murmurs carmelita oh it was easy you were always at the front scouting i took them from the quartermaster for delivery to you i i didn't know they'd make you want to live how happy your face is adios sharp she holds out her hand take it and forgive me where are you going asked the ranger his voice rather low to my countrymen the mexicanos of course carmelita has reined her horse to turn away her eyes are full of tears she looks him in the face and her lips seem to say querido mio forever but hampton some guess of her design getting into him cries catch her she's going to her death they have shot florito out on the plaza there for being a spy do you suppose they will spare her after having brought you down upon them as he lays hand upon carmelita's rein she plucks it from him and shudders stay here to see you and her por dios no and drives the spurs into her mustang but estrella screams stop her she's trying to get killed and being already mounted rides after her shouting sister come back to her imploring love and half a dozen other troopers join the chase but it is difficult to catch a mexican girl on horseback and carmelita nearly reaching the mexicans who have turned back wild harry suddenly pulls up his rifle and shoots don't she's my sister screams estrella do you want to murder her no i want to save her life says the frontiersman shoot at the greasers boys as if you are shooting at their girl shoot it is the only thing will save her life plug close to her but mind your eyes and don't hit her under his direction the troopers pour in a volley from their carbines which reach one or two of the mexicans though carmelita rides on they shoot again as if they were shooting at her 
all the time estrella beseeching them for god's sakes my sister my sister then as the troopers pull up wild harry chuckles thar were a great idea pluggin at her as if she were an escapin' prisoner that will save her life from the darned greasers if anything will the very notion that we wanted to kill her will make the yeller bellies think she is one of our kind do you think they will shoot her questions estrella in frantic eagerness as she sees her sister's red serape disappearing in a cloud of dust surrounded by mexican cavalry reckon not after our trying to pot her cries love war that were a mighty cute crazy stratagem of wild harry warn't it becoming more composed miss godfrey looks about her and says why sharp's not here that's kind of funny mutters harry the cap is generally in the front of every scrimmage the two ride hastily back to find the texan captain seated on a pile of saddles and an army surgeon bending over him what's the matter asks miss godfrey springing from her horse nothing to be scared at strella the texan's answer is so faint she hardly hears it nothing why he's been shot for hours says the surgeon who is working over him he was bleeding slowly to death and didn't know it but thank providence i got to him in time and now with plenty of woman's nursing plenty of woman's nursing cries estrella oh he'll have that yes i see he will remarks the surgeon dryly for already the girl has soothing hands on her wounded hero a little after she turns to the colonel commanding and says to that grim officer you have got to stay here till hampton has recovered some strength i guess she's about right sir remarks the surgeon for a day or two anyway so the colonel leaves sharp hampton in the convent but leaves two troops of cavalry to protect him and the rest of the wounded in a few days the ranger captain is brought up through the mountain pass attended by a devoted woman who is sighing over him yet fighting death for him as bravely as he had fought guerrillas to save her thus they reach the city of monterey over which the american flag is now flying and here learned that an armistice of two months has been arranged between general taylor and the mexican military authorities from this city miss godfrey tries to learn something of carmelita's fate but can hear nothing except that no woman has been executed by the mexicans after a time she brings her wounded lover by easy stages to camargo still escorted by wild harry and pelham with a detail of troopers here she is joined by zelma and they board a steamer to take them down the rio grande to matamoras upon the vessel's deck taking leave of his lost love pelham says rather sadly i i suppose the next time i see you if i ever come back from the front you will be mrs hampton i hope so answers estrella her eyes very bright with this idea as she turns them upon her wounded sweetheart who is now sufficiently recovered to enjoy the air and a cigar upon a camp-stool i know so laughed hampton who has regained some of his old-time spirit by san jacinto you couldn't get me to run away from her again even if i had shot three or four daddies you see strella's relatives have been rather hard on us first her putative father's death separated us 
then her letters to me were cut off by her real sister between ourselves i rather imagine carmelita is sibyl i'm sure she is says estrella and in that matter mr pelham i hear your regiment is ordered to join scott and to go down to the city of mexico when there do what you can for heaven's sakes to find my sister and bring her back to me here coquetry sparkles in the coming bride's eyes you know sibyl is very like me just put us in in she pauses embarrassed in airy mexican nothings short skirts and bare legs laughs hampton who has heard the dancing girl episode and they're as alike as two peas hush murmurs estrella blushingly mr pelham will think you're delirious again sharp hmm you offer a very attractive inducement miss godfrey observes the dragoon and after he has taken his leave walks off the steamer's deck whistling rather contemplatively two months later the big hacienda of live oaks is decked for festival the tenants settlers and under overseers are feasting on wild turkey and fresh venison and every negro on the estate is so full of good things that he can only lie around and yell for his missy this gala day is under the auspices of mr alexander martin who has taken charge of his ward's great estate and with his daughter the dashing brunette clara is now making this festivity for miss godfrey's wedding a simple little frontier ceremony but oh how happy a one this is indicated by miss clara martin who gorgeously arrayed in finest new york fashion has acted as a bridesmaid and now remarks to wild harry who in the first wild shirt he has ever sported in his life is gazing solemnly at the groom don't they look happy captain hampton could make any girl's heart beat because he's every inch a man though he still walks with a cane i'd risk him against a grizzly bear are there any more like him yes replies harry modestly there are five hundred more just like him under Hayes, and i'm one of em i'm just like him wah that's a mighty cute hint of mine ain't it he chuckles for his wild eyes have awful suggestions and miss martin is red as fire for one of the few times in her life the new york belle is embarrassed she has turned away to the bride who has just been received by zelma in a modest maid's dress of white the octoroon makes a beautiful picture her pearly complexion and exquisite tinting giving her dresden shepherdess effects as she curtsies to estrella she murmurs dear mistress did not i say out on the prairie i'd like captain hampton for a master you have no master now remarks the bride radiantly sharp and i thought we'd do something for you on our wedding day you're your own mistress mr martin has your papers of manumission oh god bless you cries the girl and kisses sharp's hand as well as his bride's but but i'll never leave you anyway i can stay with her can't i captain hampton just as you will forever a year and a half after this the mexican war being finished captain hampton and his wife chancing to be in new orleans sharp buying supplies for the big plantation 
and estrella purchasing pretty things for herself and baby are standing on canal street watching uncle sam's soldiers returning victorious from the capital of the montezumas as may's dragoons are riding past a sunburnt officer salutes his colonel and after a few hundred words apparently receives dismissal an orderly seizes his horse's bridle as he jumps off and shakes hampton's hands saying i'm luckier than a good many of the boys i've got back with life and promotion and did you see anything of my sister captain pelham asks estrella very eagerly her eyes filling with tears why yes answers the captain heartily i remembered your suggestion and if you and your husband will come up to the st charles hotel with me i've i've a little loot from the mexican capital i'd like to show to you in fact it's kind of a present to you yes but tell me about my sister is she alive whispers estrella her eyes growing misty alive and well i'm happy to say thank god and they entering the parlors of the st charles hotel an ethereal creature in white muslin and big blue sash and well-flounced skirt after the extreme fashion of that day tripping from the veranda through its crowd of creole exquisites says excitedly carlos mio run and catch sharp hampton i saw him on the sidewalk below then pauses for estrella has taken her in her arms and is whispering sister sybil my dear remarks pelham you have forgotten the etiquette i've been teaching you mrs pelham permit me to introduce captain sharp hampton oh yes dios mio carlos a gentleman my brother-in-law in america what shall i do kiss him of course says hampton promptly and estrella laughs as she sees her husband get his first kiss from carmelita jesus maria i was trying to kiss him for four years and now por dios it doesn't seem very much laughs carmelita carlos mio has a longer mustache but after a moment the two gentlemen as is usual in some cases in the southwest go down to liquor to the bar leaving the ladies together to her sister in the course of their chat estrella says sybil how do you get along in civilization esplendito i am studying society under my husband's tuition remarks carmelita in fine lady languor then breaks out vivaciously caspito already i am the best-dressed woman in the american army i get along magnifico everything except wearing stockings and caramba they're the very dickens but supposing you tell me about my little nephew i'll show him to you answers estrella in mother's pride and zelma being summoned she says bring down crittenden crittenden oh ah crittenden the little cigarette-smoking bravo of the spy company yes we named our child after the boy who died because sharp looked so cursed happy murmurs estrella her eyes going far away and seeing the sunburnt plaza the smoke drifting from the musketry in the church and the spy company lining the cactus-covered convent wall and fighting and dying that she might be happy Finis.
Recording by John Brandon. End of the Spy Company. A Story of the Mexican War by Archibald Clavering Gunter.